Eighth floor, Wentz Hall, Stillwater, Oklahoma. Remember how time slowed down and stretched out when you were young? Summer vacation lasted forever. But then again, a three-month summer break is 6% of a 12-year-old's entire life. At my current age, 6% of my life is almost exactly the length of the Trump presidency, which also lasted forever. So, yeah, perspective. I'm Jeff Hoyt. This is Hoytus Interruptus. When my future wife, Cindy, and I were in college, we spent an entire summer vacation apart. Even at age 20, it seemed to last forever. Mostly because I already knew she was the one for me, but we hadn't been together long enough to be, you know, exclusive. We'd been friends over much of the school year, but only started dating about six weeks before we had to go our separate ways. Cindy wasn't down with my suggestion that she join a nunnery till school started again. So I reluctantly agreed with her thinking that we should date around that summer and then see how things stood come September. So I got into my pathetic little American Motors Gremlin, my first car, gifted to me by my dad so he could buy a much cooler car, and I hauled my sad ass 1,400 miles away from the almost definitely love of my life to spend the summer back home with the family on the East Coast, who had just moved to a new town where I knew no one. So you can imagine how much action I was due to get that summer, especially driving a beat-up white gremlin with a dingy red racing stripe and broken gear shift. Cindy, on the other hand, went back to Tulsa, the town where she graduated high school. Did I mention it was a long summer? We did write to each other every couple of days. I still have the letters. They were hilarious. Regular reminders that, yes, indeed, Cindy was the one. Couldn't call because, you know... Long distance was a thing back then, and I had no money. Could not wait to get summer behind me and drive back to college to pick up where we left off. But when it finally happened, it was kind of awkward. We did not have the mojo that had been so evident in the spring. I figured we just needed a little time, but Cindy took me aside the next day and said, You know, summer's a long time to be apart at our age. If I'd been thinking, I could have thrown in uh, 6% of a 12-year-old's life, just to delay the inevitable. But she said, I'm just not feeling it. So maybe, oh, this can't be good. We should just be, oh no, here it comes. Please don't say it. Friends. Uh. But I said, okay, because Cindy in my life, even platonically, was still going to be way more interesting than Cindy not in my life. So we were friends. Pals, buddies, did lots of stuff together, and I did not let on that my grand plan was just to patiently bide my time for as long as it took. Of course, this meant we were both free to play the field. Yeah, baby. So I did, with both limited enthusiasm and even more limited success. Worst night of the seemingly endless months before Cindy and I returned to item status? I parked in front of Cindy's dorm to pick up my not-Cindy date one Saturday night, rang her room, and took a seat in the lobby. Then another guy walks in and rings his date. He has fabulous frat boy written all over him, stylish clothes, winning smile, and his hair was perfect. He says, Hey there, how you doing? And sits right next to me on the bench, an absolute caricature of the guy in all those movies who seemingly has the world by the tail, even though he's probably kind of a dick. We're the only ones in the lobby. 
Then the elevator door opens, and out walks my date, along with his date, Cindy. Shit. We have this awkward, oh, hey, hi, meeting where everyone gets introduced and shakes hands. I thought about taking out a coin to see who kicks off. Then the four of us walk out to the curb, and there, right behind my butt-ugly gremlin, is Cindy's ride, a brand-new, gleaming, white Corvette convertible. And in that moment, I experienced what it was like to die inside just a little bit. So is this a story about a first love or a first car? I guess it's both, and they both have happy endings. The frat boy with the perfect hair was quickly deposited into the dustbin of Cindy's dating history, and two long months later, after continuing to be there for each other as just friends, it finally became clear to both of us that we were meant to be more, and have been, for 47 years and counting. The lesson being, patience really is a virtue. As for the gremlin, it wound up on blocks in my future mother-in-law's driveway, and I was thrilled beyond measure when the mailman gave me fifty bucks and towed it away for parts. That lesson being that the reason you never see a gremlin at a classic car show is that there is nothing classic about it. It is still one of the worst cars ever made and will never not suck. From an island in the upper left-hand corner of the lower 48, that's Hoytus Interruptus. I'm Jeff Hoyt. Yeah.